Red Robin is bringing the heat with its limited-time summer heatwave menu. Put some sizzle into your summer with the new Scorpion Gourmet Burger with pepper jack and jalapeno coins. Or share some scorpion wings drizzled in scorpion pepper sauce and Whiskey River barbecue. And cool off with a refreshing pineapple chili margarita. If spicy isn't your thing, Red Robin has more than 25 gourmet burgers with free refills of bottomless fries on the side. Red Robin's summer heatwave is on. All summer long, but hurry in. It's only for a limited time. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, today I'm joined by my two superstar co-hosts, the lady with the long hair and the sundress, Glenn Flamberg. Hey, guys. And the woman with straight leg jeans and a free David Dobrik sweatshirt, formerly baby girl, (laughs) Sarah Huron. I don't know how I feel about these descriptions. Gwen always gets a compliment. I feel like I always get a low-key diss, but hello. That was not a diss. They're just your own interests. It's not my fault. Well, today we have um, a lot of celebrity news to get into. We have an A-lister who is finally dating again. All of the single women in the world can rejoice. We have a royal feud that seems to be disengaged now because of a beautiful little baby girl. We have Kelly Clarkson divorce shocker update and the ongoing saga of how often to shower yourself or your kids continues to play out through Hollywood. But before we get into this and much, much more, let us get into our woes of the week. That is not what we're sad about, not our woes. No, something that made us go, whoa, when we saw it, you know, on our screens, on our phones, wherever. Sarah Huron, what made you pause? And we're taken aback this week. Well, it's actually about an engagement, but it's not Joey Lawrence's engagement. But I also just would say that that would have been a great answer because he is kind of the inspiration behind your your woe use. Yes. Um, the Blossom star himself. But no, I want to talk about Sophia Bush. Um, Sophia Bush is engaged to her boyfriend, Grant Hughes, which is lovely. He's like a businessman entrepreneur. Um, they look really cute in Italy getting engaged. But what made me go woe is the day the engagement came out publicly was the same day that Sophia Bush was on a podcast talking about how she's not allowed to talk about her ex-husband, Chad Michael Murray, because every time she does, they like get into like a big back and forth in the media, which by saying that talks about gives starts, you know, a whole other Chad Michael Murray, Sophia Bush thing. If you are a One Tree Hill fan, you know, the significance of this relationship and why people care. They were Brooke and Lucas on One Tree Hill, very on again, off again. When their characters were dating in real life, they were broken up on the show. When they got divorced, of course, their characters got right back together. So dramatic. And she gave a quote in the story about how like she still believes in marriage, but she does. She wants someone who, um, She said, I think it depends on what people's motivations are, whether it's for myself or my best friend, that we're clear that we're not signing up. But what we're signing up for, we're not getting some Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey rom-com life, like this whole thing. And then, bam, engaged. So, you know, little Brooke Davis, whoa. Do you think she got engaged so she wouldn't have to talk about Chad Michael Murray after mentioning him? I'm sure she did this interview not on Tuesday. And she also got engaged, I think, at the end of July. So once this interview came out and the Chad Michael Murray started, I'm sure that's probably why she posted about it. Yeah, I think one definitely had to do with the other. Because as you said, she has been through this before. Gwen Flamberg, what made you go, whoa, this week? I hope it was Joey Lawrence's engagement. 
Mm, I didn't even know about it. Sorry. But I have two woes. There were two things that equally made me go, whoa, they're shorter and sweeter than what Sarah was talking about does not involve marriage. And one, you know, is is really dedicated to formerly baby girl Sarah Heron. You guys, did you see that Machine Gun Kelly, known as MGK, shaved his dang head and revealed some head tattoos. I mean, it just yes. gets crazier and crazier. I feel like MGK and Travis Barker are like facing off to see who can have the m- more wild summer. Anyway, totally made me go, whoa, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and see the pics, get the whole download on the story. The other thing that made me go, whoa, you guys, is that Kim Kardashian may be expanding her empire to swimwear. What do you think of that? I love swimwear. I'm somebody who sits under an umbrella with SPF 70 and often wears a caftan over my swimsuit, but yet I buy many, many swimsuits. I love swimwear. So I was kind of excited about this one. Um, A fan tweeted Swimberly and Kim responded with soon come. So okay. we might be getting some we might be getting some swimwear from Kim. I love swimwear. I love girls' bikinis, one pieces. I do love looking at them, but with skims, everything's so beige and sort of boring that I I hope we get some prints or mm-hmm. some fun things going on there. And when I'm really excited for you to shave your head and show us your skull tattoo, because I know that it is under there. <laughs> one day travis one day okay we're holding our collective breaths well what made me go whoa this week is whoa it's 2006 and it's heidi montag and lauren conrad remember her um back in a little bit of a feud heidi montag was on the call me daddy podcast Call her daddy Call, call her, her daddy. daddy. Yes. yes. Call her daddy podcast. And she said that Lauren treated her quote like a dog. She Heidi said that Lauren said to her, if you date Spencer, you're off the show, which Heidi responded. How dare you? I'm not your dog. Yeah, I appreciate you getting me on this show, but that doesn't mean um, you own me and you can't tell me what to do with my life. So this made me go, whoa, just because I really, really did get taken back to 2006, 2007, even 2004 with the Spencer, Heidi, Lauren drama of it all. And I just can't believe it's still playing out. She also said that Lauren um, made some really bad business decisions and she should be, if not a billionaire, a hundred millionaire by now with her makeup tutorials, which I thought was a very interesting point. And as always, Heidi Montag is right about that. I mean, well, we're really yeah. in 2006 with Sophia Bush and Chama Kumari and Elsie and Heidi. <laughs> All right. Well, let us jump into the news. Jennifer Aniston is winning our Red Robin spiciest story of the week. Jennifer Aniston, who has been single for quite some time now, has begun casually dating Halle Berry's ex, Gabriel Aubrey. And we hope that despite the racist allegations against Aubrey, he is able to make Jen go from a one, two, three and a two, four, six to a four, seven, five, seven, six, seven, seven, seven. 
that was a friend's reference. Um, in the news of Us Weekly this week, uh, we are breaking the news that, yes, Jennifer Aniston has been seeing uh, Gabriel Aubrey, but she is also seeing an average Joe. A source telling us that after things ended with Justin Theroux, Jen decided to take a break from dating and enjoy her own company for a while. She threw herself into her work, hung out with friends on the weekends, and got in touch with her spiritual side to get grounded. And she found it rewarding and therapeutic. Eventually, after a lot of reflection, Jen decided to let loose and start dating again. She turned to Laura Dern for dating advice. Uh, great decision. Laura Dern is everything. And the source tells us that Jen is way more interested in guys who are unaffected to have their heads screwed on straight rather than the flashy, braggy types who are all over Hollywood. What she's looking for right now above everything else is kindness, humor, good looks, and of course, chemistry. We also heard that Jen Aniston was inspired by her peers like Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, and now Jennifer Garner, who are dating, quote, regular guys and out of the Hollywood bubble. So I am super excited about this. And one more piece of news in the story that Jen is starting to write her memoir. The source tells yeah. us she was inspired by Demi Moore, Tina, Tina Fey, and she thinks that her story that we're telling right now is lacking in context, and she wants a definite version um, of her life and her path to fame. She will be touching on the Brangelina saga of it all, and I can't wait. What do you guys think about Jen's new life and uh, her being an author? What I have always wanted for Jennifer Aniston is for her to date a regular Joe. So I, I'm here for it. And I really hope that she sticks with that plan. Gabriel Aubrey is hot AF and, you know, may she have a lot of fun with him. But I think that Jen needs to be the star of the relationship. And it would be really great if she just found someone who appreciated her, kind of like Jennifer Garner and the Burger King. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah However, you know, the interwebs went wild yesterday when rumors broke of a potential love affair between Ross and Rachel IRL. Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer were seen together and, and fans just went absolutely bonkers to the point where I was like, are they actually dating? You know, even me, who's like, you know, in this game, I don't know. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that happen? Jen and Ben, Ross and Rachel, <laughs> Sarah Hearn is raising her hands. I do not need to see that happen. First of all, first of all, we watched the Friends reunion. Did we see the way everyone aged? I don't think Jennifer Aniston needs to date um, Ross IRL. Also, oh I just think that it, it was just wild that people wanted to believe like I, you know, I struggle with with the Friends phenomenon. Like I like I think yeah. it's a solid show, but like I really think Friends fans are out of their out of their minds and they need to like relax. Like there was no way this was true. It was weird that people just like leaned into it and decided they needed it to be true so badly. Um, but honestly, the biggest takeaway from everything you just told me, Travis, was that I can't wait for this book because, you know, I love a celebrity memoir. Yes. And I do think yes. there's something to be said for Jennifer Aniston. Obviously, she's been on the cover of every magazine and stuff, but she she does stay pretty guarded. She doesn't you know, she's not big on social. It's not like she's Jana Kramer out here with her own podcast, giving us the behind the scenes <laughs> scoop. Like, I really think there's a lot I don't know about her and so much like I love decades old tea getting revealed and if we can get some crazy like brad pitt either anecdotes or like revelations like oh that sounds like my dream i would just yes. take how she feels about the whole thing we know having your husband stolen by the most gorgeous woman on earth must be rough 
but I do need to hear that story from Jen's lips. I'm sort of interested about what she thinks about her climb to fame and friends and doing all those movies that weren't so great. And then sort of, you know, getting back into TV and doing the morning show, which was amazing and finding her feet. I am very excited to see this. Well, Sarah, you mentioned uh, people getting obsessed about a show. Please tell us what happened on The Bachelorette, this finale, because I did watch the finale and there was a lot of drama galore. Oh, wow. Did you? Yes. This was um, a very messy season and kind of in a fun way, kind of in a like, oh God, I'm so glad it's over way. Um, Of course, you can get your full recap on Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast and my interview with Katie and Blake, the happy couple, because yes, Katie is engaged to Blake Moines, who came from Tasha and Claire's season of The Bachelorette last year, crashed this season. They are very similar. Um, Mm -hmm. They're super sexual and love to make out and grab each other. Um, But a tale as old as time, going back to Desiree and Chris back in the day when Brooks left Des, everyone was like, she settled for Chris. And a lot of people are saying similar things about Katie and Greg breaking up and him quitting the show and her choosing Blake and getting engaged. Always feels like a quick turnaround for the viewer. Um, a lot of contention, whether people, Greg was gaslighting Katie, um, he had no really remorse at all. And after the final rose and she came out swinging, she wouldn't even look at him in the beginning. Um, which like go good for her. Um, and he has since revealed on Nick Bow's podcast that he actually does have a lot of regrets. He watched it again and he feels like he looked like an asshole. And the middle um, part, right? The middle part on him was the regret. Yeah, the middle part yeah. was tough. I <laughs> yeah. think that I honestly think after watching it all back more than once, I've seen the finale maybe three times at this point, um, that I think Katie wasn't going to pick Greg. She was just feeling a little insecure and upset that two of her top four quit because Michael A quit the week before yeah, um, a couple of days before this thing. So as Greg was leaving, she was saying, you know, don't leave, don't leave or not even don't leave. But like, I promise trying to get him to stay because she wasn't totally sure it was Greg. Um, she definitely, I think was thinking about Blake. So I don't think she settled for Blake by any means, but I definitely think Greg could have handled himself better. And Katie, mm. um, I don't know. It was just like a messy season. And like, I, guess I love Blake. Way. I hope Blake and Katie make it. I think he is so adorable and nerdy in all the right ways. And I think he is a great choice for her. But she did seem super, super salty at Greg in a way that she's not really over him and not really like content in her relationship. I was sort of getting those vibes as well. And when I brought up Greg in our interview, she, you know, her demeanor changed a little bit. She got a little angry again. So I definitely think she's still trying to get over it, which I, this show, I think, does a lot of things to a lot of people. So like, I get it. Um, but I'm very interested to see how Greg and how Katie and Blake slip there. Um, how they, how their relationship goes. I, I I definitely think they have a lot in common and they seem very like infatuated with each other. So I'm not saying it can't work. It's just, it seems like her journey was very tumultuous. Yeah. And I mean, with like, however, six weeks, good, good luck kids. I really, I hope they make it though. I really, I sort of believe in this couple and I ship a little harder than I usually do for a bachelorette couple. Yes, I like them. Well, let us move on. Um, Ladies, raise your pinkies, lords and ladies, because we have some freshly brewed cup of royal tea. Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton are friends again, and they are repairing their relationship a little bit 
at a time. That's right. The birth of Lilibet has helped the two bond over having daughters. A source tells us Megan and Kate are actually getting along really well and have been in touch more often. Megan has been talking to her about collaborating on a project for Netflix, a documentary that will spotlight Kate's charity work and the huge impact she has made with her philanthropy. Kate is very flattered and it all seems to be very positive with them. The source goes on to say Megan and Kate's relationship was never that close and now they're closer than ever and working on their relationship for the sake of the family. I mean, Sarah Huron, we've seen this go back and forth for what feels like a decade now. Do you think that things could actually be good with them? And the Netflix is such an olive branch for them in the entertainment world. It's public. It's applauding of Kate's, you know, work that she's done. Um, maybe. I don't know. I I never know how I feel about these 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 two. I think a lot of damage has been done, and I I honestly think it just comes down to they were never that close to begin with. So right. when Harry and William started fighting, like they obviously weren't gonna go out out on their way to you know there was no relationship for them to men specifically. I think Kate was always close to Harry, but you know she was never that close to Megan to begin with. Um, but I do think it makes sense that her having another baby would bring them closer together. It's probably very weird for them that they haven't met her in person. Um, Archie gets bigger. The kids are getting bigger. Um, and I, I don't know. It would be very interesting to see if they could team up again and work professionally because that other charity lasted for about 10 seconds. Yeah, maybe even less. Gwen Flamberg, do you think that the two sisters-in-law are done feuding? I think that they are like typical sister-in-laws who are probably in major competition with each other over many, many things. I think that, you know, remember when Lilibet was born and we talked about how naming her Lilibet was a big olive branch to the whole family. I do think that at least on the surface, Harry and Meghan are really trying. I love the idea of some content focused on Kate and Kate's work. And this might bring them closer together. It might kind of build a bridge for the brothers. And I hope that that's what's going to happen because you know I am royal obsessed. Yes, I, I do believe that the, if she gave her like a Netflix spotlight doing Kate's, that could really just bring them together for all the right reasons. And they both have daughters now. I think we could be seeing like a new page turned in this royal book. Will Megan fly the UK? No, but she could have them out to California. Sources told us before that Harry and William are expected to make a trip soon to California to see their house and, you know, chill and just be a fam. Well, we will have our eyes on it because they're still Megan and Kate and we will talk about them from now until the end of time. The Kelly Clarkson divorce, which we have brought up many times on the show, has a new key player, and it is Blake Shelton. So Kelly's ex, Brandon, <laughs> um, his one client now left. I just, I really can't stand him. His, he has one client left, and that is Blake Shelton. Uh, of course, Kelly Clarkson and Blake are super close from The Voice and just being affable, plucky country stars and being around each other. Um, so Brandon's career is pivoting towards rodeo promotion and ranching slash cattle work. And we heard uh, via court documents that Brandon is enjoying spending all of his time in Man Montana. He has an adult son that also lives there. And the shared children that he has with Kelly will fly to visit him there. Uh, and a source told us that Brandon is much happier in Montana 
and it's a happier situation for them all. So enter Kelly Clarkson filed a request to sell the Montana ranch, but the court denied her request because Brandon claims that he is still working on it and managing his rodeo business. Now the Blake Shelton of it all, as Sarah would say, are things weird between Kelly and Blake? And the answer is no. Um, so a source tells us that Branson has no involvement with Blake's management. His full-time job is no longer in California. Blake and Kelly are extremely close. Their friendship and bond goes beyond business. And just to remind everyone that Brandon is getting spousal support uh, at around $150,000 per month and $45,000 a month for the expenses of the kids, for their children, River and Remington, that they share together. Sarah Huron, thoughts on Blake Shelton being Brandon's only client? And do you still hate him? I hope the answer is yes. I mean, yeah, I hate him more because, I mean, forget about the Blake Shelton of it all. I do think there's something interesting there, even like the Reba McIntyre of it all, because Reba was married to Brandon's dad at one point. Like, is she still close to Kelly? And like, do Blake and Kelly ever talk about Brandon? Like, glad, you know, these country folks are all just getting along. If that's, you know, we'll see. But more importantly, this guy deciding to just, you know, be a full-time rancher and live off of Kelly Clarkson's dime, like no uh, rodeo promoter, Sarah. Yeah, rodeo. No, thank you. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what his business really entails since they're like suing Kelly and trying to get her money that way too. But all I know is he's shady and you can't just decide to live in Montana at the ranch that she bought for you, by the way, for Christmas a few years ago and make it impossible for her to have her talk show in LA. You have to send the kids back and forth yeah. um, when you're using her money. Like this guy sucks. Sorry. Yes, he does. Uh, Gwen Flamberg, former rancher and rodeo entrepreneur yourself. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, those are some good times in my life, Trav. I do have quite the collection of cowboy boots. The teal green suede ones are my favorite. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with Sarah Heron. This guy sucks. However, you know who doesn't suck? Kelly Clarkson. She gives really good Christmas gifts. She gave him that ranch as a Christmas gift. Yeah. She should have yeah. known that. You know, she should have known that. You can't buy, can't buy me love. <laughs> she should have a cover of that on her profitable talk show. Red Robin is bringing the heat with its limited time summer heat wave menu. Put some sizzle into your summer with the new Scorpion Gourmet Burger with pepper jack and jalapeno coins. Or share some scorpion wings drizzled in scorpion pepper sauce and Whiskey River barbecue. And cool off with a refreshing pineapple chili margarita. If spicy isn't your thing, Red Robin has more than 25 gourmet burgers with free refills of bottomless fries on the side. Red Robin's summer heat wave is on. On all summer long, but hurry in. It's only for a limited time. All right. Well, the next story, you don't Beyonce. Um, Beyonce has opened up to Harper's Bazaar about teaching her daughters the importance of self-care, saying that years of dancing in heels, wearing makeup and hair treatments has taken a toll on her health. Well, any drag queen could have told her that, but she has now realized it. Beyonce spoke about um, her hopes for the next decade of her life. She says, my wish is for my 40s to be fun and full of freedom. And she promised fans that new music is coming soon. She also hinted that she would have another project in the pipeline, revealing that she spent quarantine, quote, creating positive rituals, drawing from past generations and putting my own spin of things, which I don't understand at all. Um, but she also said that she's been enjoying the benefits of CBD and honey and passing that along to her daughter, Blue Ivy. She says, one of my most satisfying moments as a mom is when I found out 
that my daughter Blue was soaking in the bath with her eyes closed using blends that I created to take time for herself to decompress and be at peace. Beyonce said, I have so much to share and there's more to come soon. Um, so we rarely get to hear from Beyonce. So anything she says on the Harper's Bazaar icons issue, I will eat up with a spoon. Sarah Heron, did you think of anything about this? She sort of said things without really saying too much. It was like a teaser cover story. I mean, very Beyonce, very Beyonce, but I'm just happy the Blue Ivy takes baths, to be honest. After what we've been through with these people these last couple weeks, I'm just so happy that Blue Ivy's in the bath. And if Beyonce has some spiritual (laughs) something going on, I'm, you know, Beyonce is very successful. I'm sure it's working. So shout out to Blue for, you know, hygiene and for Beyonce for parenting. Gwen, do you uh, think that the world needs another CBD celebrity brand? (laughs) If it's by Beyonce, yes, I do. Because who wouldn't soak in a bath that was like touched by the genius of Beyonce? What I really loved about that Harper's Bazaar cover was the styling. I mean, that like waist length hair by her stylist, Jawara, who's worked with her for years and years editorially. It was just next level fabulous. It was the kinds of looks that only Beyonce can serve. And all I can say is I hope she is busy creating another musical piece, not just the music, but also her visuals like, come on, give it to us. The world needs you, Beyonce, right now. Uh, agreed. More Beyonce, please. It was such a teaser. I was like, I need real music videos, full album, more Beyonce, more Beyonce. Have you guys heard the joke about Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard not bathing their kids? Never mind. It stinks. Everybody's favorite flagrantly fragrant family has reported that these odorous habits are because they want to do their part in protecting the environment by only using water when it was absolutely necessary. Talking about HBO H2O of the week. You can tell that my boyfriend helped me with all of these puns. But the story continues on as we knew it would. Kristen Bell is addressing that reason why her and her husband, Jack Shepard, only bathe their daughters when they smell. Kristen Bell said, it's not so much of a joke that I wait for the stink. She says, um, she said it's because of protecting the environment by only using water when it's absolutely necessary. She continued to say the only other thing is California has been in a drought forever. And it's just responsibility for your environment. We don't have a ton of water. So when I shower, I'll grab the girls and push them in there with me. So we all use the same shower water. Dak Shepard came in and he says, I'll just say to America, Kristen has better hygiene than me. So I think in general, because Kristen wears makeup more often than I do, she has to take it off. I'm not into that stuff often. So I only have to shower when either a smell is present or I'm in all that stuff. Now, The Rock has spoken out about this. Cardi B has spoken about this. Terry Crews has spoken about this. The ongoing battle for the culture of shower. Uh, will not stop. So I would like to ask my host, Gwen Flamberg, tell them, do you wait for the stink? Do you shower every day? Do you shower twice a day? Please end it once and for all. Shower every day, but make it quick. You know, if you go like, maybe you can skip one shower a week, you know, but just Mm. make it quick. Like I never wash my hair. You guys, I wash my hair once every two weeks. That's a really long shower. Every other shower is like two minutes. Get in, get out. You're not really wasting that much more, that much water. I do appreciate 
Kristen Bell having her girls in the shower with her. I think that that is a really mm-hmm. smart idea if you're trying to conserve water. But yeah, like keep it clean, guys. Yeah, just wash in the crevices real quick. Sarah Huron, I know that this is your favorite story to follow and you have a board going up of all the celebrities who have weighed in. So what are your thoughts? No, I plead to any journalist out there, stop asking this question. Like, I don't care. I don't want to know. Like, this is so annoying. The press releases I keep getting of celebrities answering this question, like I'm going to throw my computer out the window. Don't do that. That's how I feel. Don't it's see such that. an easy out to be like, what's the hot topic in Hollywood to ask everyone the same question? How often do you shower? Um, and, you know, this is something we've seen before with a lot of other trends. And I think we'll get about two more weeks of it with a bunch of other celebrities. And then hopefully we will be done talking about it. We can only hope. It's Britney, bitch. Britney has sadly lost her bid to kick her dad out of her conservatorship. And she shared a post on the same day uh, that the judge, Brenda Perry, rejected her petition to advance a hearing to remove her father, Jamie Spears, as her conservator. NBC News reported that the singer's new attorney, Matthew Rosengart, filed the motion on August 5th while also questioning Jamie Spears' financial dealings. Smart move, new lawyer. Um, he asked this court to schedule um, a hearing as soon as possible or to suspend Jamie Spears' conservatorship powers until a hearing could be held. Again, love that journey for all of them. The following day, Jamie Spears chimed in his own legal filing that Jody Montgomery, the temporary conservator, who was not that temporary, appointed to oversee Britney Spears' personal needs, told him that Britney is, quote, mentally sick, and this could be subject to an involuntary psychiatric hospitalization. Jody Montgomery has later denied this claim, speaking through a statement from her lawyer. She said that she did express, quote, concerns about Britney Spears and her, quote, overall mental health, but that Jamie Spears misrepresents what Jody had said to him in relation to a potential 5150 psychiatric hold for Britney. Now, as always, this is complicated and convoluted, but I feel like this one's a little bit more easy to digest. Sarah Huron, what did you think about this now that we're all lawyers following this saga? Oh, yes. I became a lawyer my first day at Us Weekly. It was very exciting. Um, But no, I think obviously in an ideal world, after everything that's happened and everything we've learned, the judge would be able to just, you know, snap her fingers and this would all be over. But that's just not realistic. And I think that, you know, it's hard. You don't want to get discouraged and you feel bad and you want, you know, obviously Brittany to get the freedom she deserves. Um, but I, I'm just hoping to believe that the judge is trying to take the steps to really understand the case and go through it the right Suss way. It out, yes, I think it's a legal term. Yes, exactly. And that that September hearing, even though they didn't move it up, like hopefully it, you know, it goes her way and she's just trying to do it the way that legally they have to. Um, But, you know, always hearing good signs that the lawyer is fighting and more has happened in the last couple months um, than happened for years. So trying to stay optimistic is how I'm going with it. I agree. One of the biggest free Britney advocates. Love that for you. I agree. I agree. I want to stay hopeful, but also, Britney, please stop posing topless. Stop doing it. Makes oh, it see, look I like the topless photos. I, I like them. I thought is, they were pretty. I well, they are really pretty. She has a beautiful body. She's a beautiful girl. She's got an amazing wrath. But like, 
<laughs> Try not to do things that are going to make people question your sanity. You are a mother. Just, you know, I know that you want to make waves. I know that you want to express your freedom. Posing topless might not be the way to do it right now at this particular juncture. That's that's a pretty good point. And Brittany sort of did echo those statements on her social media when she said that she isn't going to be posting as much more on her Instagram because uh, the media and the courts can use it against her and say that she is a little crazy. But I mean, when you look at her social media, Gwen, you're right. It's like, here's how sane I am. Please allow me to live on my own. And the dancing videos and the art and the strange Google image pictures are not helping her case at all. So let's move on. Um, so the hottest third wheel in Hollywood, Matt Damon, has joined Benjamin on vacation. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck had a famous third wheel on their Malibu beach date, and it was Matt Damon. Another <laughs> sign that Benjamin. Jennifer 2.0 is getting very serious. Uh, these TMZ ran photos of the threesome walking down the beach in Malibu. Jennifer and Ben were holding hands um, and they looked really cute. And I love that Matt Damon is playing third wheel onto this relationship. It really makes me feel like they've combined the families, they're combining the friends and it feels a lot more normal. An interesting side note, Gwen, I'm sure this is on usmagazine.com slash stylish, but I spend all of my days and nights thinking about the pink diamond engagement ring that Ben gave Jennifer Lopez in 2002. And I was looking at it, it was estimated at 2.5 million in 2002. And now it is estimated to be $11.1 million because the pink diamonds only become from this one quarry in Australia. And it's super, super rare. And I just, I just want to see this pink diamond on a necklace, I, a, a bindi, I don't, a choker, I don't care. I just want to see the pink diamond. I completely agree. I want to know where the diamond is. I mean, when she wears that diamond, it's going to, we're just going to, everyone's going to like dead, dead, yeah. dead, dead. Special dead. podcast. It's, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Talk about a woe. Talk about a woe of the week. Yes. Uh, totally. Um, I think it's lovely um, that, you know, that they're hanging out, but um, I take it less as a sign of how serious they are and more as a sign of Matt Damon wanting everyone to stop talking about the story of him using the <laughs> F word and be like yeah. before a week ago, two weeks ago, he was like, can everyone stop asking me about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez? Then everything happened last week. And he's like, okay, let's talk about me and Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez again. Like I want to be back in the Benefer narrative because they get all this positive press and I, I'm getting all this crap deservedly. So for telling this weird story about using the F slur. So good try, Matt Damon. I see right through you, but I'm, I know that him and Ben Affleck are BFFFFF. So I'm glad they had a great time at the beach. Uh, me too. And I just think um, that all of the Ben Affleck watches that he's pulling out and all of the jewelry that was given away. I was actually in a chapel service last Sunday because we do that sort of thing up here in Northern Michigan uh, that is not religious. And the pastor was talking about love gifts that are given and then people break up. And what do they mean? And I was like, all of these almost priceless pieces of jewelry are sitting in a lockbox because they had all of these bad feelings associated with them. And that pink diamond deserves more. It, it does. Deserves more. It does. We need to see it.
know what it's time for? Let's box. Celebrity birthday boxing mania. I don't know how that sounds, but I hope it sounds great. Well, let us take to the boxing ring where we are putting celebrities in uh, real or fake, whatever you choose to believe, boxing situations and see what happens. Gwen Flamberg, first bout is to you. We have Deborah Messing, who will be turning 53 this work week versus Madeline per. I can never say her last name. The most gorgeous redhead in the world from Riverdale. Madeline, Madeline Petch. Petch. Oh, Madeline Petch. Yes, Deborah Messing, 53, versus Madeline Petch, who will be 27 this week. Oh, interesting, drama. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a this is like a redheaded death match. Now, yes. Madeline Petch, you know, we know that she's in excellent health. She grew up vegan, you know, or or maybe just vegetarian, but who didn't? very, very healthy, glowing skin. <laughs> She's got youth on her side, but Deborah Messing, she's got experience, you guys. She knows how to fight, and she would knock Madeline Page right out of that ring. It would be no contest. Oh, God. And you know that both of those ladies are just going to bruise up like a peach. So good luck to both of them because they're they're pale and have red hair. Sarah Huron, next about is to you. We we have Jennifer Lawrence, who is uh, 31 this week, versus Ben Affleck. Who is 49 this week? Katniss versus Batman? Yes. Um, Katniss. <laughs> I never saw Ben Affleck's performance as Batman. Um, not good. Not great. Yeah, I didn't hear great things. And I, I, I'm a good, I'm a cat, girl power. Go Katniss. Okay. I, I would agree that it, she would win. But with Jennifer Lopez's new trainer and nutritionist fueling Ben Affleck's hot, sexy bod, I think she might lose to the new Ben. But the Dunkin' Donuts on a DeArmas Ben, she would definitely kick his butt. But congratulations to Katniss Everdeen, Jennifer Lawrence, 31 this week. All right. Glenn Flamberg, Joe Jonas will be 32 this week versus Bobby Robert De Niro, 78 this week. I mean, not even a contest. I know that Joe Jonas would open up his mouth and try to sing. And Robert De Niro would just smack him right down. He would be like, are you singing at me? Are you singing at me? And then he would hit him like really hard. He'd be like, did you, you know, are you a... <laughs> he would call him things like a dog. You would just knock him right out of the ring. <laughs> that was the best commentary we've ever had. Thank you, Gwen. Uh, Sarah Huron, it is a menage a trois in the boxing ring between three birthday, not bitches, big boxing people. We have Deborah Messing, 53, Jennifer Lawrence, 31, and Robert De Niro, you looking at me, 78 years old. Wow, a lot of legends. Um, yes. Only icons, legends, and stars. I'm gonna kick, I'm gonna stick with Katniss. Oh, feel good Deborah, about it. Bam, Sorry. Deborah Messing, Robert De Niro at 78. We thought you were gonna take it home. Congratulations to Jennifer Lawrence. It's still in the newlywed phase for her 31st birthday. Congratulations, but mostly thanks to my hosts, uh, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity. This week, again, this is Travis Cronin on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're They're just just like like us. us. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye. 